0: This ain't your average f***ing online marketing podcast. This is The Dave Sharp Show. Hey, my friend, this is Dave Sharp, and welcome to The Dave Sharp Show. On today's episode, I'm actually going to take you behind the scenes of one of my masterminds, which, by the way, is very expensive to be able to get into and be a member of, and what I want to do is I want to share a talk that I did in that mastermind to that I believe will help you become the most powerful version of yourself. I'm going to jump right into this because I want to get right into it. It's a little bit of a more lengthier episode, but it will be worth every single minute, every single second that you spend listening to it. So with that being said, let's jump in. So who has some power statements? I am what? Awesome. What? I am what? Ready. Ready? Okay. I am what? Legendary. I am legendary. I am what? Successful. I am what? I'm thinking harder. I am thinking harder. Good. Good. So, what impact did yesterday have on you, if any? My, uh, my
1: confidence levels went through the roof. Like, literally through the roof. I, I was outside yesterday. I went to go a friend. And I was just, I was just pumped. I was ready to go. I, was to... I, I made a video. I, I started talking to people. I just, I, I would never have done that before. I just feel free. I really do. I...
0: What do you think that's because? Because here's the reason why... It doesn't stick, okay, in most motivational seminars, which this is not, by the way. Why do you think that is?
1: Because you instilled in me why I I was carrying around the garbage and all the the hate, the the self-hate and and pity and failures. I was carrying that around with me, and now I just, uh, you know, I let that go, and I just, I'm moving forward now, and, and it's... Even my wife, I talked to my wife, and she's like, oh my God, you're like a different person. I, I just feel awesome.
0: <laughs> okay, so how did that, the other day when you were at the, and you said this to me, and hopefully you don't mind me sharing this, but you said, and, and Matt also told me that you were saying I'm sorry a lot. How do you think that that plays, played in to how you felt about yourself?
1: Pity. Pity. I, I was just, I hit my, you know, and you don't, see yourself as that you don't see yourself as having like a, a, a low self-esteem because you think that you're okay i think uh, I, I think that i'm okay yeah. and once it's pointed out to you
0: once it's pointed out to me it, there, here's why this is important to own stuff okay we in society to say you 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 when we're talking about me which allows us to dissociate with our feelings and what's going on in our life. So I'm not trying to correct you, just trying to empower you.
1: Thank you, yeah, oh, thank you. I appreciate it because yes, it was all my garbage. It was all my low self-esteem. And now I realize that I'm not gonna live like that anymore. I'm gonna throw that garbage out and I'm gonna move forward.
0: Give him a round of applause. Uh Back.
1: See
2: people, hear people, understand people really slapped me upside the head yesterday and I'm going to tell you why. I've preached that in my own business forever. Understand who you're dealing with. See them for what they are. Hear what they've got to tell you. But you know the guy that didn't do it is sitting right here in front of you because I was so used to given the orders, given the marching commands, do this, do that. I acted like I might have listened, but I genuinely maybe never did. And I don't know why, but that may be the breakthrough of the whole deal for me. Is, <laughs> Buddy, it's not all about you. All about me. No, you know, you know you, here, let,
0: <laughs> exactly. So here, but let's, this is important. That's why I asked minus to dig deeper it's not about running through a wall because I don't know why and just to say so that's why I'm saying figure it out become aware of it continue to process it when you leave here with somebody who who is who is and then of course we're here to continue to process it as well it's important though especially coming out of a place like this for you if you feel like you have additional processing to do to go somewhere and process through some of that stuff because that just speeds up the process of you becoming more self-aware and having, you know, you can have some insights. But if you just lay them down until the next mastermind, they, they won't continue to build. Okay. So um, whether that's a, a great therapist, whether that's a, um, somebody in your, in your, whether that's a pastor, whether that's a, you know, I don't care who it is. Whether it's a great friend who is safe and intelligent Okay, and is is going to listen and, and be a sounding board for you. I mean, that's really what a a great um, partner, peer, or mentor does. Okay, um, so that's a side note. But you said I don't know why I did that. Why do you think that? Why do you think that you didn't do it? Because this is about this is about shifting shame now as well.
2: Deep down, the the why I didn't is because I lost focus on what I was really trying to do, and that's grow a team, and hold the team together, and and as things got more tense and business picked up, and I had more directions to go, and I I mean, I lost focus, and and it's like, (laughs) it's ironic that he mentions his wife, but I talk to my wife every evening when I'm on the road. I've done it for years. I've traveled all over the place, and, and our call, time is if I'm out if I don't call by nine o'clock she calls 911 almost I mean that's been around nine <laughs> o'clock we touch base and so yesterday evening we we're talking about what's happened in the tornado world of Oklahoma we've had a few of those through there the last couple of days and different things and I started I guess maybe asking questions about this and she said you're different I said how am I different she said well she said you're asking, and she said, you kind of act like you care.
0: Don't laugh. Stick with that.
2: I said, you know, I'll explain more when I get home. I said, I can't. I just I couldn't go into it. It's an emotional thing now, but I've missed a lot. By being, by being the guy that was running the show, so to speak. You know, you've got to be careful with that. You've got to be careful with that. I I have to be careful with that. That's right. I have to be careful with that. Don't need that control. (laughs) I mean, you know, and it's not the control. It's the keep everything moving that got me into that situation.
0: So I'd I'd like you to see how this fits. I didn't know how to listen and care more deeply for the people around me because it was never modeled for me so how could i i didn't know does that fit Glove
2: fits like a glove yeah fits like a glove i mean and that's the truth of it as you come up like we talked as we were going into this deal you're you're pretty well molded by the time you're i'm molded by the time i'm five to seven years old zero to
0: seven was your father did he did he model these, these things that we're talking about this weekend. How, what was that really, example I was for you?
2: Blessed in the, from the standpoint of my father was he. He never kept anything. In other words, if you thought you could do something, go for it. You know, I mean he was. It, it was a different kind of deal. But my mother, on the other hand, she put a lid on.
0: Yeah. So there's <laughs> so, right. It could be modeled for us in many different capacities from mom or dad. I'd like you, the reason why I'm bringing this up is to, we want to make sure that we don't leave here. We didn't replace our self-loathing with now shame. Okay. Because when we look back and begin to, now this is a business mastermind, but, but, but obviously these personal strategies that we're talking about, everything's intertwined. So we want to make sure, because it can be heavy, when we start to realize oh man i've been pretty disconnected or i've been there physically but not emotionally And i wonder how that's affected my ability to connect with people in business and it's all tied together we want to make sure that we don't replace that bag with just a bunch of shame and guilt okay it's it, it's important to give yourself a break it's important to have compassion for yourself and it's important to realize that you don't know what you don't know in that from this day forward with new tools, with new information, you get to now go out and have a different experience and give a different experience. But I want to make sure that we're clear about that, that this is not about replacing um self-loathing or whatever, or ego in the place of what I hear you describing, which is kind of like pretty typical and pretty understandable that a masculine country boy like yourself is throwing around orders, and that's probably what you understood to be the boss. The boss is, it's completely understandable. There's millions and millions and millions of men who operate like that, who don't really ever live up to their full potential of connection and impact in their personal life or in their business because that's what we believe that that we're supposed to be. But it, but we're realizing now as time goes on that we can still maintain our masculinity without disconnecting and pushing everybody away, including our customers. Okay? So, we want to make sure that we don't we don't We don't just eat a big shame sandwich leaving out of here. You give yourself a break and you realize that, hey, I got some new information to work with now. And I'm going to go and I'm going to put this stuff to use. And I'm not going to allow anybody to shame me because I'm working on myself. I'm wrestling with this stuff. I've got multiple decades of this particular pattern. It's going to take some time to unpack. But I can begin the process, okay? All right. Anybody up? Yep. Yeah.
3: So I had a breakthrough this morning as well. And, um, you know, I knew coming into this I have a lot of daddy issues. I mean, I've been working on that for years now. Me too. And um, so I had an incident when we were leaving here yesterday. I, I got into the van and I broke this, I don't know, my hip hit this. Plastic thing that the guy had on his seat, and it broke. And um, I thought about it this morning when I looked down at my hip, and I just had this flooding memory come back. My, it was in a car. Even my dad would tell me, "You're like a china and a bull, or a bowl in a china shop." (laughs) And I mean, why would you tell your little girl that? It's terrible. And so this flood of emotion. Just came in, but what's beautiful about these moments is that Those are the moments that we have to recognize that's our point of pain and I believed a lie and I At that moment replaced that lie with truth and I came up with my I am statements and I said I am fit, I am thin, I am delicate because that is how I need to see myself and that is who I am in the future. So my subconscious mind is now going to begin to work t- toward that. Um, the other thing I want to bring up is that when you get to those places of pain, I've, I've read about this, um, part of the process of, of processing is that you have to allow, I have to allow myself to feel that pain and get through that pain. Don't stop when you start to feel that pain because it's pain. When, when I start to feel that pain, I am not going to stop because when you, when I get to the other side of that pain and I've gone through that pain to the other side, That is the point when I've processed it and I can let it go. That is processing our emotions.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, isn't that interesting that, um, well, aren't, aren't men the only ones who don't process our emotions? Well, and it makes perfect sense because if, if that's what dad said, then I could imagine a bull is not fit and thin and delicate. I mean, when I, have you ever met a bull that's fit and thin and delicate? I mean, uh, bulls are, are, are big and, and, and masculine and, and they run through walls. So can you imagine? Now, doesn't this make perfect sense? This is how the subconscious mind develops an image doesn't that make perfect sense that if that's how i viewed myself i'm going to create that reality i'm going to dress a certain way i'm going to i'm going to eat a certain way i'm going to act a certain way right yeah. isn't that isn't that something yeah.
3: that's the power of
0: our minds yes it is it is the power it's a it's a it's amazing so i'm that is and this is, this is a perfect example of the small little things when you gain this amazing, beautiful self-awareness to begin to see each situation in your life through a different set of glasses. Before, that was just a fucking stupid thing. And probably subconscious, you were thinking, well, I'm just a bull in a china shop anyway, so of course I broke it, subconsciously. And then to have that moment of realization and to even be able to connect, that's why I said why, that's why I said why. Now, women, they get sometimes to the heart of the matter a little faster than us boys do, but connecting it back to where it came from, that's the peace, that's the that's the, the hit, that's the secret, if you will, connecting it back to, because then we can change the critical voice to something that's more compassionate and, and empowering. And we all have that critical voice, and one thing that we didn't talk about this, this weekend, and you can talk about this more with your therapist or with whoever is back home that you can really go deep with on a weekly basis if you choose to, to, to take on that adventure, um, we realize that the voice inside of our head is is not actually ours, as you just pointed out. It's not ours. The same way that I explained the money is that, all that programming is not ours either. It's not yours. It was Dad's. And that's a perfect example of it being Dad. Now, does that mean that we... Again, are going to leave here pissed off at dad. Maybe. Maybe. But when you process through it, guess what? You can actually have a deeper, better relationship. When I process through all of the, and I'm still, it's an ongoing journey. When I process through the resentment that I had against my mom, it set me free from my anger against women. Women. that I took out in every area of my life, including sexually. Now, us men think that we're badass when we get and start throwing women around and dominate. But really what I realized about myself was I was angry. And when I processed through that, I became a more gentle man. I wanted to make love with my wife. I wanted to treat her better. This is an example of processing through something. Now all of a sudden, um, I'm rid of this toxic resentment, which resentment is like eating poison and expecting what? Someone else to die. So not only am I free from this, (laughs) the women in my life are now treated better. But also simultaneously, guess what happened to my relationship with mom? Got way better. Because not only did I not have that deep-seated resentment against her anymore, but now all of a sudden, I'm actually looking at her and realizing that many of the things were not hers either. And now I have more compassion for other people. And it's not just mom's this big scary monster, right? So I was angry at mom at first. I was this bitch I can't, right? But as I processed through more, I actually began to see her again with more compassion and then look back and say, wow, all this toxicity has probably been passed on from generation to generation. And here's where the empowering piece where i can see my story through is that i get to be the one no matter how young or old so you guys who are coming in here again hopefully if i've empowered the more experienced wise one ones in the room who once thought that they were at a disadvantage in marketing and, and 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 it was too late for you right now no matter what age young or old i have an opportunity to go and live the rest of the years on this earth with much more impact. And it's amazing the change that you can make in just 12 months. This sort of compounded growth in my life, the years become so much like they go by fast, but they're so much more fulfilling. They're so much more fulfilling because every day, is 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 just an experience it's an opportunity connect to connect with my wife it's an opportunity to have a moment with my mom right everything becomes with these new glasses everything becomes more colorful does that make sense whereas before i don't know if you ever felt like this but life just seemed black and white a lot of gray actually the monotony the 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 just the the, the toxicity that I carried around uh, it I had that that's what they call shit colored glasses maybe it was more brown for you right but but life becomes more colorful now do you think as I sit up here with the passion and the freedom and I don't have any blocks in my energy i I'm, I'm channeling f- fluidly I just rolled out of bed. I'm channeling fluidly, it's not because I'm talented, it's because I don't have any blockages. This is absolute, complete, and total just truth. This is just who I am now. I don't need a fucking script, I don't need a template, I don't need to read off of anything. This is all from pure experience of just walking this same exact journey. And the reason why this stuff is so important is because this is why this is my favorite mastermind, this is my favorite topic, is because we can talk about all the mechanical stuff in the world. We can talk about all of the, 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 the uh, you know, how do I write an email, how do I place an ad, oh gosh, I just need to get in there and look at how, you know, the Facebook manager, but can you also understand that if I'm full of this toxic energy, how that is just, I'm just so much heavier. I'm just, I get exhausted easier. It, 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 it's everything. This is everything. This stuff is everything. This is how you become a high performer. Because I have nothing weighing me down. I have nothing weighing me down. I don't get up in the morning and have conflict with my wife because if we had conflict yesterday, we sorted it out or we said we're going to table that until couples on Wednesday. And we're gonna sort it out with somebody who's gonna help us navigate it. Because we go into couples every Wednesday. And that's after my individual session at three o'clock. I do a double on Wednesday. Right? So we table it. We say, hey, we're not gonna sit here and drain ourselves. We'll work it out. We'll table it till Wednesday. So now I get to go into work and I get to be able to be, you know, on. Okay? Any any other breakthroughs or things that anybody wants to share from the last day or two. Go ahead. I'd like to
3: answer your first question at the beginning. This this is why you have set legendary apart from other conferences. Because they may say the same thing, but it's more surface. And you keep these smaller and intimate so that you're getting down to the details and you're getting down to the the practical part of digging up this junk that's why thank you
0: anyone william william love hearing from you guys i just wanted to share this with you you know you talked about uh it not being like in my case with yours it was my mom it wasn't her fault neither you know i can remember her telling me stories of her mom and her dad and how they treated her and here I've been mad at her all this time, and it wasn't ever even her fault either. It was what she and who knows. Go back behind that; it might have been their parents that way with them. And it's just just like you said, passed from generation to generation. And I have to forgive her because it ain't her fault. It it may be might, might not even be her mom's fault. Might be somebody's behind that. But somehow or another, it has the buck has to stop here. Give him a round of applause. My my will be right with you. My 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 father grew as I told you grew up in Alabama, and right outside of Birmingham, and this was back in. He was born in '56, I believe, um, and he grew up in a in a in a house had no running water had a, a you know an out, a, an outhouse, and, and when he was ten years old, his father came in. Violently drunk, and um, and his his uncle, who was his mother's brother, my father's mother's brother, was was saw my grandfather, who was violently drunk, and obviously I wasn't there. I don't know exactly what happened, but um, he had just come home. It's my uncle David. It's actually the man who I'm named after. Um, Actually, uh, shot and killed my my dad's dad. And my dad was in the house when that happened. And so I had to dig that up. I didn't, my dad never talked about that with me. And, and I, I knew that my, my mother's father had died of a heart attack or in his sleep. And I I was, I was alive for my, my grandmother's death on my mom's side, but I didn't know anything about my dad's tree or tree, you know, family of origin because I had never met them. I, 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 found out that my dad's mom died of, um, something when she was about 50, I forget the name of the disease, but I didn't know about my grandfather. When I found that out, my dad suffered with chronic depression and alcoholism his entire life. And I was upset as I began to dig in, and, and I, I was, I was mad at my dad. But when I realized, just like you just said, when I started to find out more about what he went through, he was in the house when his, when his father was shot. Think about that for a second. Now, some of you guys may have had traumatic things and you understand the impact that that could have on, on a young person, 10 years old. That, man, I was able to... As I got more in touch with my 10-year-old boy, my 14-year-old boy, the kid that ran away from home, the kid that was mad at mom and confused about dad and didn't understand why he was chronically depressed and didn't come around for nine months at a time and all this stuff. As I got older, started to unpack stuff, started to find out more. Man, I had a lot of compassion for my dad. you know, And so, just as you said... It gets past my dad grew up with that and with with the with with unbelievable alcoholism that was passed from generation to generation to generation living out in the woods in Alabama, you know, so. It's freeing. And we all have some some work to do, right? We all have some work to do that's deeper and more important than than the business stuff that will benefit the business stuff in ways that you could never imagine, okay? Emmanuel. Thank you.
4: Uh, the first thing I want to really register my sincere gratitude to legendary entire team, Dave being the leader, uh, because uh, in 2013, I attended a mastermind in Las Vegas. It was uh, about 260 people there. Actually, the entire mastermind was unmanageable. So, uh was unmanageable i mean yeah because so many people so many speakers ah uh, it was a grueling day uh and everything was made in one day so when i joined the uh, legendary the first question when i saw the mastermind i quickly asked if it is the same similar uh, my guide, who is uh, Andy Benson, is a UK person, I think some of you may know. He yeah. said oh, ours are different, we have smaller groups and this has lived to my expectation. Uh, it's, it, it stays focused and it has the things which you can grasp and really uh, see your weaknesses and their strengths as well. Um, My profession part of it is uh, dealing with the compounding medicines. You may have the right ingredients, but if you use a a wrong method, you won't get a good medicine. So what I've been learning here is uh, really unpacking the the wrong packings and uh, uh, going through the right pathways. I've learned in my pharmacy degree is horrible in second year. Throughout the world, the bachelor of pharmacy degree, you write a, a minimum of 3,000 equations in one year. But because you you have to have pathways, unless you identify the pathways, that's where you can manage, otherwise you cannot claim 3,000 issues. Now, again, online marketing I see there are lots of things and every game has its own rules. So, If I can, one thing which I gained here is really to identify which path to follow, which rules to take. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, it's fascinating how, when we start to make the connections of other things we've done in the past or currently do, we make the connection to what marketing, digital online marketing is and see how it's very much similar in terms of the mechanics and the approach. It becomes less intimidating. It's not as this, it's not a big scary monster anymore. We go, oh wait, I've done something like this before. The tools may be different here, but it's very similar. And my hope is, is that if you have another business or career that you don't stop doing that and abandon all your work, but first, but first, you go back and you apply these principles to that to see how much better that can be. First, while simultaneously, if you also want to pursue, now some of you guys don't have that, that's okay. But if you do happen to have another business or career or work that you're doing, you can apply this to that. Watch it blossom Watch it grow. It, it doesn't even matter if you're working a job. My hope is is that I give you a different pair of. We give you a different pair of glasses to see that through, because what 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 may happen is that may become so much lighter. That may become so much different because that doesn't need to change. I need to change. The job doesn't need to change. I need to change. Mom doesn't need to change. I need to change. So to be very clear about all of this stuff, leaving here doesn't mean that I'm going to go try to get everybody else. Okay, I've got a job. I'm going to go back. Look, Sean, boss, you really need to change. I learned some stuff at this mastermind. You really need to change. This is what I need you to change. That's Is that clear with everybody? <laughs> The people inside of our life, we, we will not say a single thing to them about what they need to do. We will not go home to our significant others and tell them what they need to do. We will not go to parents or family members or friends and tell them what they need to do. If you do, you will set yourself up for massive, massive disappointment. I need to change. Right? That's a powerful statement. I am changing. I am growing. I am setting boundaries. I am legendary. Ah, who else? <laughs> Go ahead. Uh,
5: I have a question. I have a question. Did you ever feel mental freedom? Um, when we will get to the point where you are, I want to know if... I have to struggle all the time my mind even if I will make it this change what you are talking about I want to know if there is something such a thing like mental freedom
0: I have no mental anguish none zero zero not a not nothing I have I have complete clarity on on every situation and the reason is is because I don't go into any situation at all, ever, expecting anything from anyone else. I don't expect others to change. I don't expect mom to react a certain way. I did. When I first started discovering this stuff, here's what I did. We'll talk about mom. I brought her into a therapy session and I sat there and I told her why I was mad at her and all this stuff. And then I waited for her reaction. You're sorry, right? And she was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, I don't, I thought that things were different. I didn't know you felt this way. Like, I, I, I th- aren't you like, aren't you grateful? I thought you were grateful for, it. right? Just different story, different experience. She had no fucking idea what I was talking about. I mean, she was like, yeah, I could kind of see that, but no, I had no idea. And here I was waiting for this. David, I'm sorry. Like, I, did. I just didn't get it. So now I it's not that I don't have it's not that I don't see greatness and potential in people because I see greatness and potential in each one of you way way probably more I guarantee than you see in yourself I just see your potential I see the stuff that's holding you back I see that you look at a camera like it's a monster I see that you look at a group of people like will I fit in I see these things but I have So I see your potential, but I have no expectations of you. This is why I'm able to coach the way that I can, without judgment, without... Because I have no expectations of you. I understand the process is difficult. It's difficult facing the terror of ourselves. So I have complete and total mental freedom because all the focus is on me. I only, every day, look at what can I control. What am I in control of? What can I do? What can I change? How can I grow? How can I improve? And when I begin to get into a place where I'm focusing on somebody else, trying to make it their responsibility, or blaming them, well, I just I move, I move a muscle and change a thought, really. I mean, I go to the gym and I'm like, this is unproductive, so I'm going to go do something else. And then I'll come back with fresh eyes. I have I have zero zero mental anguish. Does that? Give you... Yeah,
5: yeah. we all talk about financial freedom, financial financial freedom, time, you know. But what about your mind? Like, what about your
0: mind?
5: It's well. I think I'm feeling really great, and I know I'm going for it. So my mindset is set already. I know it's set. So nothing is going. To stop what
0: sort of mental anguish have you have you or do you feel? Where'd that question? Where was that question birthed from?
5: I overthink a lot I overthink a lot so and I'm really thinking forward so I want to know how do I will feel when I will get there you know I want to know how I'll handle all this stuff because I'm pretty good with it but I know I will struggle I know there there will be stuff I need to handle it and I want to know if I have to do it uh, constantly even if I will get there uh, I will be successful and then there will be a lot of pressure still on me so I want to learn in my mind to handle all this
1: stress, you know?
0: Yeah. So, you'll, here's where, here's where this gets really, here's where it gets easy, okay? We're running out of, we're running out of, is this yours? No. There are those who do and those who don't. Which one are you? Okay. Everybody write that down, because I'm going to erase it. If this is you, and this is everyone else... Okay. If this is you and this is everyone else, you mentioned a couple of really very normal things that I'm sure everybody in this room can relate to. Overthinking. Perfectionism. You mentioned that yesterday. Do you struggle with that as well? Perfectionism. Okay. Any? What else? What else would you say are are hurdles in your personality that you have to overcome? Yeah. Yeah. So these are these are this is a big deal. These two things are a big deal. Okay. But if we if we go over here to everyone else, um, what they're doing, their reactions, um, what they're doing, what they're not doing, their reactions, um, uh, if they're going to change, like there's just there's a list of stuff. The boyfriend, the girlfriend, right? The girlfriend. So, let me give you an example about a, about a romantic relationship. As my wife and I have have grown, um, we also have a list of things right here. But the, when you're in a relationship, the, you're, you also have everybody, have that person's shit as well. You got to see every day, right? So what, we've, what what we've learned to do is, we've learned to, first and foremost, make an agreement that there's a clear side of the street. This is my side of the street. This is your side of the street. Now, we have a common destination that we want to grow, and we're down here. So we've got some work that we need to do. For, for me, this is my stuff. For her, this is her stuff, right? Here's the question. Are you willing to work on this stuff? I'm asking my wife. And I'm just looking at you. She says yes. She says, are you willing to work on this stuff? Yes. So what we do is we work on this stuff individually without judgment and then here's where the key comes in. Look, if, you're do- if, if, if I'm doing something that she doesn't like, let me give you an example. We have an agreement that we're not going to use drugs. We're both in recovery for drugs. Well, two years ago, I had a relapse. I went and it was a good idea to smoke some pot okay after eight years of being clean okay here's what my wife did my wife said this was the thing that you you agreed on that you were not going to do so here's what you have to do because i'm working on my shit you either change that right now or you have to leave she set a boundary so what we learn to do in relationships is we learn to have agreements and then if the person doesn't live up to the agreement, now there's got to be clarity about the agreement. If the person doesn't live up to the agreement, I'm not going to sit here, nor is my wife going to sweat me. She's not going to beg me every day to stop smoking. She's not going to she's not going to, oh, will you please, I, I just can't deal with this. She's going to say, I'm sorry that you're choosing that over your family. I need you to leave. Guess what I did? I left. Got another house for a few months. My wife gave me a great example of how to set a boundary. Right? Now, similarly, as time has progressed, okay, now what did I do? I want to just, let me close the loop on that. What did I do? When she set that boundary, I went and I was mad for a couple of weeks. This bitch. But people do get mad when you set boundaries. Because they're not used to that. But guess what I did? When she set the boundary, I finally came to my senses. And I said, I am a fucking dumbass. I've been clean for eight years. I take a couple of hits of this joint. I was joking about this with Matt. I'm, I, I'm, I'm a businessman. I take a couple of hits of this joint. I sit down in front of my computer. I can't even fucking see the screen. Like, I'm toast. It's so unproductive. This is absolutely... I can't even believe I, I chose to do this again. For some of you guys, it's different. For me, I'm fucking dumb when I, when I smoke, Okay? So, because she set the boundary. Now, here's the alternative situation. Here's the alternative, okay? The alternative is is she has low... The alternative is she has low self-esteem, so she puts up with that fucking bullshit for month after month after month after month after month after year. And now, all of a sudden, she's dealing with all her shit, but because... This boundary went away, and all of our goals and dreams went away. Now she's also dealing with all my fucking shit, plus she's dealing with the guilt, which is the heaviest and worst. She's dealing with the guilt and shame of just saying, fuck all this shit. You just do whatever you want, and my expectations, our initial agreements don't matter, and I'll just put up with this shit. Does this make sense? Well, I'm just giving you, I'm just giving you an example of how this, you know, of how to maintain, you know, little mental anguish in in relationships. The same thing happens in business, okay? So if I have, if I have people who, say you go out and you outsource something like Lee was talking about yesterday. Say you go out and you outsource something, all right? Um, somebody to to do your Facebook ads for you. So, you know, you guys come up with a common uh, agreement. The Facebook ads person is is going to do, you know, one, two, three, four, five, okay? This is you over here, okay? This is the contract. This is the contract that you have. This is the agreement that you have. When all of a sudden the person just starts to say, well, you know what? I'm not really, one's not really that important. I'm not really going to do one. And I'm going to kind of half-ass three. And I'm not really going to do that either. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to half-ass five, two. Ah, fuck it. I'm not going to do five at all. Right? Now, in most business situations, that's why the foundation of success is is, is self-esteem. And in many business situations, people with low self-esteem are not going to stand up for themselves and say, this is not what we agreed to. This is not what we agreed to. So instead, what they allow somebody to do is just do whatever the fuck they want to do. And then, and then they pay them anyways or whatever, and then they feel guilt and shame. And it's not that they couldn't succeed with ads. It's not that they couldn't succeed with their business. It's just they feel fucking guilty and shameful that they're letting people walk all over them. And they don't have the tools to communicate and the tools to be able to set and maintain these boundaries. right How do I maintain zero mental anguish is I have... Super clear communication. Clear communication. Right? I maintain my integrity and then I expect the same from others. Right? And when they break our agreement, I set a boundary. Right? So I have no mental anguish because I'm always in alignment with my values. Does this make sense? Same thing applies to business relationships. Same thing applies to you. Ask anybody. I don't care. There's plenty of people in here that work with me every day. Go talk to them. I don't need to be there. Say, is, does Dave, is what he's talking about? Does he do it? One's standing right next to you right there. What he's talking about, does he do this? Is this how he acts every day? Is this the style of of leadership that he has? Is this his style of communication? It'd be good for you to get a different perspective as well. Julie out there as well, right? Julie, I work with every single day. She's our director of ops. We've worked diligently to maintain clear communication and and boundaries. This This is what I expect, and I constantly am clear about my expectations. Here's what I expect. Here's what I expect, right? I don't do it mean. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a, a dictator. As you guys can see, you know, I've developed a skill to be able to yell with a smile. <laughs> it's all about compassion. So I can maintain even... Uh, this is what I love. When I see people who are not the typical, you know, don't have big physical presence, maybe they're female... I love when you learn tools to be able to be just as powerful as you once saw some big man and you thought that that presence, when you begin to develop these skills, you become like a ninja. You are able to slice through some of the biggest, dumbest, most out of touch with reality men that exist on this planet, which there's tons of fucking meatheads. And when you learn how, when you learn how to slice through and deal with situations, setting boundaries, clearly, clearly communicating, setting realistic expectations, and holding people accountable, man, the world opens up to you. You're no longer in this fucking tailspin of, is it making sense? Yeah, yeah, slow down. Yeah, slow down. It's it's important to slow down. Like somebody who's energetic and young, young like you. And there's also, age really doesn't matter because people can get, you know, people can get, uh, it's all about your personality type. But um, yeah, it's important to slow down. It's important with new relationships. Like you can, add, again, you can talk to anybody. Matt's another one that sit back there that he could talk about this, how we've, moved forward in our relationship, working together. Slow down. Let's talk about it. This is the leadership. When you have people that work with you and for you inside of your company, it's important to sit down and talk with them. Are your expectations getting met? Do you do you have any, are you bitter about anything? Like, where's your head at? Like, I wasn't able to, to I missed one of the talks yesterday because I was talking with one of the guys that, that works here at Legendary. I was talking with him. I had to sit down because we, we all work virtually. So it was, I needed to spend that time to sit down and get on the same page, understand where his head was. Where's your heart at? And this is going to be really important as you grow in your business and if you have other people that come in and start working for you because what they wanted at one stage in their business is not, may not be what they want a year later. So it's really important if you want to maintain, that's how you make people love working for you, is you treat them with respect and you stay in constant communication. You don't lead by looking down. You lead by trying to get down and really understand where they're at. Like, where are you at? What's in your head? What's changed? What are you frustrated about? What's not working? What do you love? What are your goals? You know, again, it's about being interested instead of trying to be interesting. It's about making them feel seen, heard, and understood. Wow! This is important. Maintaining a boundary. Okay? This boundary. I'm not just here to be so fucking nice that you just, you know, pee on my face and just treat me like a fucking doormat. Like fucking, you know what I mean? (laughs) That was too far. (laughs) (laughs) That was too far. I, you know, I it's I got to dial it back. You know, I really try to keep it fucking. This is me trying to keep it clean this weekend. So I'm, you know, that was too far. So, um, do you understand that all of this I got with people that I work with, with people that I'm in a relationship with? My job, if I want to really connect with them, is to see them, hear them, and understand them, but with boundaries. That's the, that's the hit, okay? Yes, Jane.
6: What I find for myself in terms of mental anguish is I spend too much time thinking about the future and what's going to come, and will I be able to handle it? And will I be responsible enough? There's going to be so much, I don't even know what I'm doing. Oh, my gosh, right? There's like all this stuff, and I can just spin out for hours. But if I just slow down and put myself back in the present moment... And don't jump ahead and certainly don't even worry about the past. (laughs) Just stay in the moment and do what I'm being taught right in this moment and practice that and master that. The next thing I know, I'm already to the next level, basically. And then when I'm there in that level, then I just focus on that and not even think ahead. Like, you know, you just can't just stay in the present and that's a really hard thing to practice because we are constantly, nobody wants to be in the present because we don't wanna feel and we don't wanna be here and we don't wanna be in it. We're always either stuck in the past or looking at the future, bouncing back and forth, but most of us won't stay right here and do exactly what's in front of us now and be present with it.
0: Absolutely, give these ladies a round of applause, okay? give you i always like to try to bring humor to things so i when i this exact thing i call it future tripping so you know when i'm in when i'm in the future too far you know i think that most of us have a foot in the past and a foot in the future and we are pissing on today you know and that's unfortunate because the you know and it's taken a little bit of guilt and shame and a little bit of resentment all from the past from all these situations um, that we didn't, and the, the problem with this, and we mostly see this in our romantic relationships give us a lot of insight into how we're going to perform in business. They really do, okay, or what we're capable of, okay? So, um, unfortunately, what happens is we just create a perpetual pattern of this same shit, for example, in relationships, and the reason why... Um, we, you know, both men and women go after unavailable people is something that happened emotionally unavailable people. Something happened. they had an emotionally unavailable uh, you know, father or mother. and then we just perpetuate the pattern going after the same people over and over again because that's how human beings work. It's the same thing of I use this example. it's, it's, it's graphic, but a, a, a young lady who was sexually abused, young, will oftentimes, both male and female actually, because I've, I've seen it in both, will perpetuate that abuse, perpetuate that trauma, and try to recreate those situations as an adult. Not know why. And it fucking brings a ton of guilt and shame, right? But it's, it's, a, it's a pattern that we get into. We're creatures, we are creatures of habit, right? That's why it's important to create new healthy habits, We are creatures of habit, and we will get into a perpetual pattern of of bad relationships that will always result in guilt and shame, right? So the same thing happens in business. Like if you see people jumping from thing to thing or always doing something different, that's a perpetual pattern. It's a bad habit of unrealistic expectations and not willing to take responsibility for their own success or failure. So it's always somebody else's fault. And that was probably created and that program was written in their childhood when they grew up with parents who modeled not taking responsibility for anything. Because human beings are actually built for gossip. I mean, if you look back into the early, early, early stages of language, oftentimes language was created, and I've learned this through studying copywriting and how to write copy that really speaks to people is that in the early days of of languages being created, people used language not to, you know, share facts or figures or whatever, but like to share information about such and such in the tribe or whatever. Are they a safe person? Are they going to hurt me? It was all about safety, right? So people would, right? There would be lots of little gossip and that's what, where language came from. If you study languages in, in the initial chapters of, of many different languages, that's how it was used. Now we use it in many different, more, more advanced forms. But that's, the, that's what it... So when, when you grew up, most likely grandma and mom were sitting around the kitchen table talking about everybody. They weren't sitting there doing this. You didn't come out and say, well, you fucker, you this, and when you do this, and they weren't like, I, me, my, take responsibility for this shit, or you're going to grow up fucked up. So you, it's all. that's why I say that it's not our fault. We just were modeled something. We had a program that was written that now encourages us not to take responsibility for anything. Codependence and all this shit, which is the opposite of having boundaries... Is celebrated in society. Well, I do anything for my mom, I do anything for my dad, I do anything for my husband. I mean, we see people who put them through themselves through years of abuse over the idea of loyalty and spiritual loyalty and all this kind of stuff. This is man-made bullshit. If I ever start fucking beating my wife and she doesn't leave me or set a boundary, call her, reach out to her. Say, wake up. She's not, that's not love.
4: Does
0: that make sense? So we have to be aware of where these programs were written, who gave them to us. And then once we process through all the anger, the emotion, all that, then we can look back later. Don't worry about it at first. Later and have compassion for some of these people. But it starts with, again, developing new habits and getting out of some of these perpetual patterns of, allowing people to walk on us, not standing up for ourselves, not setting boundaries, because that, all that, when you put each little situation into a bag and you carry it around, it creates an enormous amount of guilt and shame and will spin you out. You'll feel out of control. I feel out of control when I do that. Okay? So I resolve every situation as I, I don't leave anything undone. That's another thing that's really important in business stuff, also in relationships. I don't leave anything undone. So if there's something that's bothering me, I want to sit down and I want to deal with it, not because I'm doing it for them. I don't give a fuck. In in 12-step recovery, I learned something about the amends process. And as you go through these 12 steps... And it's a universal program. If anybody in the room is struggling with any addiction, whether it be drugs and alcohol, porn, sex, food, there's debtors, anything, anything that you feel that you need help for, I give my hot, even though it doesn't need it nor want it, I give my highest recommendation to 12-step recovery because it takes you through a really systematic and structured process of, of beginning to learn about yourself. And when you come down to the eighth and the ninth step, it begins an amends process, right? First, you make a list of people that you owe an amends to, and then you actually go out and you do the amends. Well, here's the, the, the key to the amends process, and it backs up everything that I've been saying because, quite frankly, a lot of this information I've, I've, I've gotten from there in my 10 years of recovery. A lot of, the, a lot of what I talk about is from there. Right? I've learned, I didn't come up with a lot of this stuff, guys. I'm just giving you my experience with it. Okay? And so, what a lot of people do with amends is they say, Oh, I'm going to go make amends, and Jacob, you're going to be so grateful for my amends. Right? And so, once again, like bringing the mom example, and when I sit down and I say, I'm really sorry for, for what I did and everything that I did. And then you sit there and you wait for the reaction, and they're like, I forgot about that. And then it's like, oh
2: my God, I can't believe.
0: The amends process is not about that. You're not doing it for them. You're doing it for you. I'm doing it for me. Because when I leave nothing undone. Now, here's the other kicker with the steps process is You get down after nine, and then you get down to 10. And the next step is continue to take personal inventory and, admitted when, and promptly admitted when I was wrong. So then you begin to develop this this awareness after you've gone through this huge fucking list of everybody that you've had to make amends to and you're like I don't really want to do that again. Because this is when you begin to learn that oh I that sucks fucking 25 years that one, right? That's why I asked the other day anybody have anybody who they've not talked to in decades. Okay? Oh, that one, 10 years. Oh, shit, that one, right? Oh, i got to look this person up on Facebook and write them a letter because I can't get a hold. Whatever it is, then all of a sudden you get down here to 10 and you're like, I'm not going to do that fucking again. I'm going to take care of this shit as it comes up. So, again, how do I not have any mental anguish? I, I take care of things as they come up, and I resolve them not for others. Others will benefit, but I'm doing it for myself. And that's what we, when we begin to realize that all of this stuff, when I take care of myself, okay, when I take care of myself and I set boundaries and I leave nothing undone, it may look like, look, guys, let you in on a little secret. People think that I am like, you know, I'm a really nice guy and I like good leadership and all this. I get praise for those things. Here's my dirty little secret. I'm actually doing it for myself, (laughs) but they benefit. Does that make sense? Society doesn't see the self care that I'm doing. They think because they're looking at it through glasses of codependency, they think that I'm running around like trying to save the world. I'm not at all. I can't save the fucking world. I can't change the world. I don't say that anymore. As a matter of fact, I think it was Gandhi who said, if you want to change the world, start with yourself or something like that. Mm -hmm. Right? Probably some of the greatest wisdom that's ever been spoken. But a lot of times we get into this business and, right, work marketing's really bad at this. I'm going to change the world. I want to change people's lives. Change your fucking life and it will change lives. Just always keep the focus on you changing your life. Your life could, and then I promise you, you will become an example. You You will have so much passion. You will be so much more clear and free. Because when you sit down to that camera, a lot of you guys, you look at the camera filled with all this shit, the perpetual patterns. You've not done any of this stuff. You've got all this stuff backed up. It's a fuck, it's a lot. Human beings have, that stuff sticks in our DNA, so we carry it around with us everywhere we go. That's why we're not living up to our full potential. It's not because we need more motivation. We don't need more motivation. We need to drop this stuff and deal with us. And you'll become so powerful. You'll become so connected to people. You will be more free. And in turn, you'll be so much more powerful. Does that make sense? Give yourselves a round of applause. Hey, thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for notifications of new episodes. And if you'd leave me a review on iTunes, it would mean the world to me. Also, if you want my number one recommendation to make money online, then head over to davesharpshow.com and download the free report. I'll see you on the next episode.